0: When I'm dressed to go perform and walking down the street, people ask me if I'm a professor.
1: So, when you're creating something, how far is too far?
0: (laughs) That's the unanswerable in our relationship so far.
1: Sure. Okay. (laughs) Hey, I'm Athena. I'm a former Las Vegas showgirl. This is my partner, Felix, and he is a mentalist magician. And we created this podcast, One Big Caper, to inspire others to keep adventuring through this caper called life. Uh, During the course of our relationship, we've done a lot of shows. We've created a lot of things together and separately. And there are times where I, just do not have the patience for as far as this guy goes Uh, and we're when we're talking about going too far in what we do felix is a master at creating characters and props and things for shows and i have learned so much from him in that uh in that way but there are times i think that it's better to get it done than have it perfect and so there might be some level of perfectionism when we talk about too far. So I thought this would be a funny or fun episode to bring. This goes
0: right along and in line with the theme of many other discussions that we have constantly. Um, and I am willing to talk about it. Of course (laughs) I will, I will address it in my perspective. Um, but I, I, have reasons that I believe that I'm not going too far with most of the things. So one of the things that we discuss is what is good enough versus, uh, battling one's own perfectionism. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I, and I understand there's a line there for sure. And I understand that, uh, the, the time invested in something is part of the expense of what you're investing in something.
1: Definitely.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and so if you spend too much time on it, you're losing money. Agreed. Totally Mm -hmm. one of my understandings, absolutely. But I have a hard time allowing things to leave my workshop or my desk until they measure up to a certain standard. And I think that maybe one of the practices I should adopt is deciding what that standard is before I create (laughs) the thing.
1: That standard is generally measured for me by time. Right and so, if I've been spending three hours writing a sales page or whatever that's too much time that is way too much time. so you
0: get to a certain time and then for it's me. pencils down pencils you're done. down your time oh, do when
1: that. it comes to <laughs> business stuff so mm-hmm. like sales pages writing for my website because the the deal with those is I could always tweak those as I go but okay, so when I'm talking about um, something I knit for example, that has infinite amount of time. I do have a, like a loose guideline of like okay i'd like to wear this by a certain date that's usually my debt I, I set deadlines for myself um when i make something to wear and i say oh i want to wear something new for new year's eve so of course the deadline is new year's eve so good enough is going to be uh, based on how much time i have to allot to that basically so, but for me it's more of a time thing um because i know with my skills and talents that generally anything i put out is going to blow people out of the water just because and that that may be tooting my own horn and being extremely um
0: you can be proud of your work
1: uh, yeah i think that what i do is pretty damn good so that's why i have you know tried to back away from the perfectionism (laughs) and been like like no one cares, first of all. No one really cares how much work or time or effort you put into your things.
0: Especially I intend to... That's one of the subjects it. I intend to get into on, on this episode. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, like, for example, this sweater. I have I have uh, used this yarn. This is the fourth object that I've knit with this sweater because I wasn't happy with the results and this might actually get frogged and redone again what, so I'm not happy with the results. What
0: Athena means by this, and this part makes me, you know, causes a little ticks when, when I see it happening uh, she has worn this sweater in different iterations so by frogging she means completely disassembling
1: and unraveling yep.
0: unraveling, re-balling and starting completely over with something that requires 80 hours of, of work
1: but knitting is okay because it's a hobby. It's not like I'm, I'm getting paid to to do it, right? So for like so I, like I said, like I will like I just found a mistake in a sweater I'm knitting last night, and I was just like, do I really want to go through all of the trouble of redoing that, or can I just be happy with that um, the imperfection, you know? And there are there are makers out there that that's like that kind of their motto, is that. Um, It's not about being done, but it's about progress. Progress is better than perfection, kind of thing. So, Um, but when it comes to something that someone is going to be given, like if I'm, say, making a costume for someone, I will put forth the extra effort to make sure that it is like, right, like the bunny costumes.
0: That's why you perceive a lot of what I do as going too far, but I see such an importance in making sure. That there's craftspersonship there. That it's gonna last. Um, you know, like the the jubilee costumes were contracted to last X Seven amount years. of time, Seven but years. they how long did they last?
1: They lasted uh, thirty years.
0: And this is with materials so delicate as feathers. Yeah,
1: um, I mean they were they were maintained. So they some were. Of those costumes were dismantled and re. Feathered or re-rhinestone. So the, the rhinestones fell off all the time. So that was maintenance. Right. That's why I'm saying about my craftsmanship, I know how good I can be and how like when I put forth that perfection, that level of perfection. But there are times where I'm just like, I just need to get this done so I can get to the next thing on my list.
0: I understand. I understand. But
1: I, I do understand what you're saying because I have a lot of a lot of um, points.
0: Well, so, you, you brought up the fact that a lot of what I invest in what I create is not even perceived by people. Yes. And I, I disagree. I think on a gut level we can recognize quality even without an education in how that thing was made or with what the thing was made. There's some instinctive understanding that this is quality versus something else, or this this really helps tell the story. You know, in my case I'm creating characters on stage. And, um, when I'm dressed to go perform and walking down the street, people ask me if I'm a professor, right? <laughs> and, that's, it, and so that's, that's because I've done all this little tweaking to make sure that I'm, I'm selling that.
1: You're building an illusion. Right. Right. So my problem with your statement there is there are people out there that do not know the difference. And I have a perfect example of that. I have a photo that I saw on Instagram. Somebody post of them taking a picture with the showgirls, air quotes, showgirls, on the Las Vegas Strip. Those girls are not showgirls.
0: But we can can we not tell? I mean, you so, and I, of course, when, when you encounter somebody who's in a busker costume as opposed to a multi-million dollar production costume, you're saying that people can't tell the difference. Because I'm, I'm, I, I believe that you could be right. And I, that bothers me to know it.
1: Well, right. And it's because it's it's the subject. And that's a whole different subject. <laughs> We've talked about, I don't know on which episode. If I find it, I'll, I'll leave it here. But I, I think people, they don't know the difference. Like, I, I don't think they can tell the difference. In some ways, and other ways, like, some of what you're saying, I do think that they can tell the difference. Because I have another example where it's like, if, this particular company chose to like not put forth as much effort to create the illusion, then they wouldn't be the company they are today. And that's the, the, um, the mouse famous company.
0: Oh, the big one,
1: the big, right? the big D
0: there was quality, you know, the-
1: quality and thought that people wouldn't even think, about when they're creating something like that they're creating an entire world that smells and looks and tastes like the world you're in Mm -hmm. and so i understand the purpose usually is the intention is to create an illusion so good that people don't realize it's an illusion until they're away from it right
0: you you it's easier for you to abandon the sensation of being part of this terrestrial time and mm-hmm. life and, and let yourself go to the illusion uh, when everything around you is created with a certain amount of quality. But, you know, to speak of the quality, I am aware that in some of the, the rides, the attractions at the big park, yeah. there are some of the original animatronic robots that have been put in new costumes to fit, but they they were there in the park, on opening day and they're still functioning
1: right so quality is important when we're going too far right Mm -hmm. i did that for the bunny show we didn't know what was going to happen with the bunny show and we had six weeks to put it together but i was definitely not going to go buy cheap uh, bunny costumes from amazon
0: The box store bag costumes. Heck
1: no. I made those costumes from scratch Mm -hmm. and they were custom fit to every girl. I made seven bunny corsets in the matter of, I think, three weeks for a show. And people would probably say that was going too far. And I like even me now, I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would go that far again, simply because of the amount of money and time that was lost, because we only performed that five times and we never recouped.
0: So that's cost. that's where we need to go next. First, the you know the quality absolutely <laughs> necessary. It's and important. This was a show that had the potential to be franchised. This this yeah. this show could have been a bigger thing than it ended up being, right. uh, and our timing stuck a little bit. Um, but we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is the fact that the costumes were built to last, um, and you know i I think the people wearing the costumes could absolutely tell how much craftspersonship went into them, how how well built they are, um, how repairable they were, you know, they yeah. were designed to be repairable. Yeah. Um, and that's something that even like, you know, take a car, for example, a lot of cars are not designed to be easily fixed, which blows my mind. And that wasn't the case a hundred years ago. I mean, would you, would you travel 80 miles an hour in a car you bought on Timu? No no i hope not um but <laughs> so so that's a craftsman person craftspersonship and 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 quality is is kind of summarized in that but cost versus profit is another absolute consideration and you were we we never made it to the black with that show no. because of how much it was invested in in costuming yep. and and yep. Uh, it, it had the potential to get there um uh, and it wasn't the costume's fault at all, you know. So, so we were upside down on that one, yeah. on, on that investment, which is a shame. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: And I have invested a lot into things that were abandoned for one reason or another. I, mean, I, I, can, I can tell you that I invested with research and development, prop building, mm-hmm. everything else. Uh, the finest version of a routine that's done by other performers, mine had to be the best. And it was. It it came. It turned out perfectly, exactly what I wanted. And it was designed to blow away the people who do the same illusion, because it didn't function in the same way. Which uh, I called it fortified. So my title was oh. was fortified. But I've used that in on stage two times, and it probably cost me twenty five hundred dollars by the end of it. I've and I it, it's
1: use this more. <laughs>
0: it doesn't. It doesn't fit. Oh. It just doesn't fit. Doesn't, that's okay. it.
1: We'll see. Okay. And that's the thing is that we were going to talk. We're going to talk in our next episode about DIY versus buying. And this is also going to come up because it's, it's definitely a consideration. You know, I invested thousands of dollars in my costumes for burlesque. And I only performed for five years. I never got into the black with any of those costumes. If I looked at it individually, there were two that I got into the black with, But other than that, no. So um, it's really unfortunate that they didn't. And there, there's, you know, a number of reasons it could be, you know, we didn't book enough shows, we didn't market enough, we didn't, you know, all that stuff. But that's getting back into the money situation. My problem is spending so much time when I know that it might not actually be worth it. You know, because I've lived enough life now to know that some things are not worth it. I can just see it. And I have this gut feeling that it's not. You know what I mean?
0: You have a sensation while you're doing it that like maybe, I'm, maybe, putting maybe, maybe I'm putting too much into this. Maybe
1: I'm putting too much into this. Yeah. And so that's why I let mistakes go in my knitting now. I didn't used to. I used to unravel everything back to the row, even if, it, if I had knit this much and I had to go back. I've also learned to knit, to unknit from just like a couple rows and just keep going down, 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 and then re-knit everything up. I've learned how to fix my mistakes in that. But that's, again, that's a, that's a hobby. It's not like I'm trying to make money off of it. I won't ever try to make money off of my knitting, physical objects, but maybe. So we've
0: designing. had that discussion. It, it, you couldn't charge enough no like nobody would buy it once yeah, you got this to the one point didn't of, take 80 hours. <laughs> i'm <laughs> like just the saying first that. one did <laughs> right okay and, and that's another one, thing like, too 80, 80, 80. Uh, you know with with practice we get more efficient and, uh,
1: yeah but then also so does the craftsmanship so you can do mm-hmm. stuff quicker the more you do stuff so like your point about craftsmanship is like i'm not cutting corners on the stuff that i'm doing i'm just doing less articulately if that.
0: Makes having sense. well, okay, so that's, that could be a whole other discussion, but it occurs to me that having the right tools for the right job includes your education. Yeah. Um, yeah. But speaking of tools, you know, I just I'm thinking about making stuff while we're having this discussion, and the tools that I use most were made before I was born.
1: Those are some tools.
0: That's craftspersonship. That's like yeah. the quality stuff, you know, right. and I can rely on them, and I know I'm not going to get hurt. Uh, cause they're not gonna fall apart in the mids in mid swing or whatever well, I'm, I'm doing we're, okay,
1: so this is a, are already going into a whole different' It's topic quality it and, and well, and we've talked about it buying leather shirt leather shoes versus plastic shoes sure. and um I'm not vegan, and I will not buy vegan leather because it's just plastic. it makes your feet sweat more that you're more prone to disease and the and the shoes don't last long. they just fall apart, so anyway, we'll talk about that in another topic, probably in uh next year because we already have a, a this year planned but um yeah we're not beating this up we're not <laughs> we're not beating this
0: it'll come up, up again just like everything else i'm sure um this is this is an ongoing subject and the one question i have for you is do you think that you when you see things even if it's on stage or on television or on the street do you perceive quality can you tell um what you're seeing and, and how much was invested in the creation of that thing, whether it be something somebody's wearing or using, do you perceive quality?
1: I think certain people can if they've done it before. So that question is for you, the viewer <laughs> or listener. Uh, just pop your comment below or reach out to us. We, we love to hear from you guys. Um, but I don't, I don't think people can perceive that unless they've done it. I don't think people can appreciate a hand knit sweater unless they've hand knit a sweater themselves i don't think like you for example are saying you go out and people think you're a professor Uh, the people that are like floored by it might um have tried to put an outfit together and failed miserably or got an okay outfit together you know there's it's like even like there's even two parts of that some people could appreciate it just because they've tried it and some people can appreciate it because they don't think they have even close to the skills or talent to pull it together. Like a showgirl hat. I mean, people think it's just a hat with feathers on it and it's actually way more involved.
0: <laughs> Considerably more involved. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, I think my example of the big D with the mouse, uh, obsession.
0: Can you say that?
1: I don't know the
0: big D with the (laughs) mouse. Yeah, the mouse
1: obsessed big D company. I don't know how else to say it without saying that you already know who I'm talking about. Um, They always go too far, but that is the point. That is what makes everyone—not everyone, but the fans—the fans. You know, they know they know to expect that caliber of personship and talent and skill and
0: where the th- illusion is I, I write this now and I've coined this, but it's where an object becomes an experience.
1: Right. Well, that's why immersive theater is so exciting to people right now. And it's not to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we can bring uh, examples that came through Denver or, or started in Denver, rather, like the Sweet and Lucky show. I didn't go. We didn't get to go see it. Um, but the amount of going too far in that was probably pretty extensive, just mm-hmm. judging by the people that were part of it.
0: Yes, but they used my project, Perception. That was right. the title of the, the show. We've talked about um this. They used that as a learning tool. Uh, to prevent themselves from going too far, or
1: well like, yeah, it not like far that. enough, I think, like we discussed in that episode is that you they did they did, they did go too far, and they want they use that as a learning experience, like
0: we went too far with perception and and they definitely learned, yeah, yeah,
1: well, and I don't think there's any problem with going too far until it starts to cut into other things i guess i can say that now that that's fair um when it starts to cut into time spent on it you know and then it's cutting into your profits i think that's going too far unless you were poorly judging the amount of time it would take to make such costume prop or show (laughs) etc you know which is also possible
0: I've underestimated how much was going to go into a project
1: yeah I don't know overestimated
0: it's, my own skill level <laughs> I don't know where
1: I think well and also with my woo self you, there are times of the month and in your life where you have so much fire and so much like support from the universe to just blow through it that it's going to be easy and quick and you'll get a lot more done. Whereas like during a void of course moon where uh, it's just like the willy nilly kind of like eh, kind of energy, you're not going to go as far and not going to get as much done because you don't have the support, the energetic support. So like there's so many reasons why you could misjudge how much time you would spend on a project. Um, but since I've been doing like the mindset work in the last four years and and doing kind of my inner shadow work and stuff, I've realized that perfectionism is it's not necessarily a good thing. And I know you really do disagree with me.
0: <laughs> no, not necessarily. <laughs> I've seen you know certainly occasions where my perfectionism it cost me too much, or it uh, may have been unnecessary, or I. I don't know. I I can say th- we're in a room that we get to occupy every year as part of a tradition in my family and um we don't own any of this so it is not my responsibility to, to fix stuff but I see things that are wrong and I have fixed uh, several things since we arrived yesterday. So um it's it's a compulsion, if, if nothing else but these are things that that Uh, in in these cases, are easy fixes, but nobody around here for some reason is qualified or cares enough to do it. So I did it.
1: They didn't know it was broken. They didn't know it was broken. I guess. The maintenance people, the cleaners, no. Or they just don't care. So then then you get back into um, if you can tell the difference between quality, like poor quality, not enough time spent, and or not enough skill um as far as, like say a good design versus a bad design
0: we've talked about that
1: um if you can or you can't tell then does it come down to who cares like who who cares
0: there are a few you know it's i i recognize that i'm part of a, a diminishing breed of people um and i think it does come from my education i know that uh It was installed, programmed in me by my dad. Yeah. And he had, you know, certain standards that these things had to meet. And I definitely have that. Uh, In fact, mine have probably exceeded what his were standard wise. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I wish he was still around because I'd love to teach him some of the things that I've learned. (laughs) But. uh, um,
1: Well, okay. So if we're going to talk generational, what, what about my girls? I think they produce stellar work.
0: They do. And um, um,
1: and I don't want to pick on them and tell them it needs to be better, it needs to be better because that could then erode their confidence in themselves and then they might give up.
0: And, and maybe, I don't, I don't either, but I do I, not pick on them, but I, I do constantly stress how I want what they're creating to be something that's going to last longer. The youngest and just wants her not, stuff
1: to be buried. The, with yep, her.
0: She doesn't care if anybody ever sees it. <laughs> Uh, Which is fascinating, different psychology. Well, uh, she
1: yeah, she's thinking about entering competitions now. But yeah, anyway, um, what do you think? Let us know. (laughs) Clearly, we're on uh, opposite sides of this subject.
0: No, I wouldn't say opposite because you also recognize quality. I mean, there's
1: I do recognize uh, quality, and I will pay for
0: it. Right, the value of quality.
1: I recognize the value, and I will pay for it. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless I could do it myself.
0: There's a little <laughs> foreshadowing for our next episode. As always, we we'd love to hear from you. We love your questions and your ideas for us so uh, reach us any old time at hello at onebigpaper.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.